Several years ago, you may have heard of the news of Kobe Bryant. He was flying in a helicopter and then apparently it crashed on the side of a hill. And when people told me that, I was shocked. I didn't believe it. But when I looked into it, I found that it was true. And for me, that was very difficult to hear. Normally, I don't cry for celebrities, but I was actually really sad. Because as a kid growing up, I would watch the NBA Finals, I'd watch the Lakers play. Uh, Kobe Bryant is a famous basketball player, if you don't know. And after watching him play on TV, I would go out into my backyard and I would shoot hoops. And he inspired me not just to love basketball, but to strive for greatness. Of course, Kobe Bryant is no saint, he's not perfect, and he would tell you that himself. And in fact, despite winning three rings in 2000 to 2002, his personal life began to break down. And in 2003, he committed and uh, admitted to adultery in his marriage with his wife, Vanessa. In addition to that, he was accused of very serious crimes as well, too. And so this man who's riding on the wave of his fame, his prestige and excess success, now all that was all gone in the eyes of the world. And now he was beginning to enter into his own desert. On this first Sunday of Lent, just as Jesus entered 40 days into the desert, so we are all called to enter into our own desert as well. You see, the symbol of the desert is very significant. If you ever have ever been in the desert, it's very hot and everything, all the comforts you normally have aren't there. And so spiritually as well, when we enter into our spiritual desert, you go into this place where the things you normally rely upon are not there. And God wants us to enter into that, not just to suffer, but He wants us to enter into it to be made new, to rely only on Him. When we're not in this desert, when we're outside of the desert, what happens that is that we build these false ways of living, the sinful ways of living. And we do it in some ways just to get by in life. But when the Holy Spirit moves us into the desert, just like He moved Jesus into the desert, He exposes these false ways of living. And He does it to make us new, so that we can experience the fullness of life. You see, this, this false way of living can be seen in the first reading. We hear about Adam and Eve, who were naked and they were not ashamed. And this is very significant for two reasons. First, it was a sign of their purity of the desire for one another, that they saw each other as a gift and as a person to be loved rather than an object to be used. But for our purposes, secondarily, it also signified their relationship with God. Their nakedness almost revealed their vulnerability to Him and their absolute trust in Him. But notice what happens to them after they sin. God asked them, where are you? And they said, we were afraid and we hid. And they made fig leaves for themselves. And so in some ways, this was a sign of their hiding from God, a sign of their broken relationship and broken trust in God. You see, we're invited to reflect as we go into this desert of Lent, what are the fig leaves on our hearts? What are the false masks, false identities, 
that lead us to live in sinful ways. And the ways we know that these ways of living in our life that we know do not truly give us peace. You know, think of Kobe Bryant, this guy who was excellent at basketball. But now, all of that, these false identities in some ways, doesn't matter now in relationship to his wife. Now he's being tested to see, does he truly love her? Is he going to be faithful to her? Some of the things that we can experience in our own life, these false masks that I'm talking about, is that Sometimes I find that I find my identity and my value in my achievements. Or maybe it's in our possessions. Or maybe it's about how people see us. And what happens is that we begin to live in such a way to prop up this false self. It's like this false self is like a crutch that is keeping us around. And we're afraid to let go of it because of the consequences that will ensue from that. And so entering into the desert means allowing ourselves to be stripped of these false things and to allow God to truly transform us so that we truly renew our trust in Him. And Kobe was really tested with this because in 2011, his wife Vanessa filed for divorce because she cited that there were irreconcilable differences and partly because of his infidelity. You see, for us, entering into the desert is hard because we're tempted more to run away from the desert, to run away from these hard things in our life that we don't want to address. And so the problem is, when we enter into the desert, we're afraid because we enter into it alone. But God wants us to go into the desert, right? Not, not with this attitude, because sometimes we go into, this, into Lent with the idea that, we're just going to grit our teeth. We're going to try really hard to do our penances. And we're going to try to follow Jesus. But we know sometimes that that's when we fail in our penances, in our desires to grow closer to God. You see, when we go into the desert alone, we will fail. When Adam and Eve went into their desert of testing with God, without God, they failed. When the Israelites went into the desert for 40 years, they failed as well. And you might be wondering, well, didn't Israel go into the desert with God? Wasn't God with them in the desert? Yes, He was. But what happened was they were physically with God in the desert, but they were absent from Him in their hearts. And that's what can happen to us in the season of Lent, that even though we're, we're doing this for God, we're doing it without Him. And so Jesus desires that we enter into the desert with Him. That is the key to the season of Lent. And He doesn't just want to show us the way to be victorious in this desert. He wants to give us the power to be victorious. Listen to what the church says in her catechism of why she gives us this season of Lent. By the solemn 40 days of Lent, the church unites herself each year to the mystery of Jesus in the desert. And so the season of Lent is meant to invite us to unite ourselves with Jesus in the desert and not to go alone. And so Jesus, in going through the desert, reveals to us why we need to go through. See, the first reason Jesus goes into the desert is that He wants to show us that He is victorious where others have failed. If you read carefully our first reading, you'll notice that 
the test that Adam and Eve were tested with was their trust in God. Right? Listen to how the serpent tested Adam and Eve. He said to them, did God really say you could not eat of the fruit? Right? So what he's doing is he's sowing these seeds of doubt. And then he basically says, you will not die if you eat of the fruit. And so he's basically saying God's a liar. And so Adam and Eve were tempted to distrust God in three particular ways. Because if you read the passage very carefully, it says that Eve saw that the food was good to eat, that it was desirable to the eyes, and desirable to making one wise. And so Eve was tempted, basically, to distrust God in terms of how God would provide in the material things of the world and whether she could trust him as being in control of her life. And if you listen carefully, you'll notice that these three tests happen to Jesus as well. Because if he, when he goes into the desert, he's tested with three things. He's tested with, with, with bread, physical pleasure. He's tested with the kingdoms of the world, right? the material things. And he's also tested with his trust in God. But the reason why Jesus is victorious is that in the desert, he trusts in God absolutely. And so that's what we're invited to do, to trust in God. But this is the beautiful thing, and this is the most important thing. Jesus goes into the desert to achieve victory, not just for himself, but he does it so that he can be victorious in us. Jesus wants to give us the power to be victorious in the challenging things in our own life. You see, Kobe, in the lowest point of his life, he was embedded deep in the, des in the desert, whether he wanted it or not. And this man who usually relied on himself now had to rely on God. What I found out that was that Kobe was actually Catholic and he actually dug deep into his faith to win his wife back. He said, you know, I worked so hard to win championships in basketball. Why can I not do that in my marriage? And so he didn't run away from the desert. He went straight into it, but with Jesus. And so what he did was on the anniversaries and Valentine's Day with his wife, instead of buying her gifts, he would make these handcrafted gifts, which actually became one of her most favorite gifts. He strove to be an amazing husband and father. He even learned piano by ear without any teacher to just to, to show her that he loved his wife. In fact, in, the, in, in her speech of his passing for his, his eulogy, she said that, you know, Kobe loved me so much and there was nothing that he would not do for me. And Kobe put so much thought into everything and because of that, he was able to save his marriage and they were happily married until his passing. But the reason why I say that Kobe went into the desert with Jesus is because he knew he could not do it without God. In an interview with a sports journalist, uh, this journalist asked him, Kobe, what did you learn from this experience? I know it was very difficult, but what did you learn? And then Kobe Bryant said, God is good. And the journalist was like, what, what do you mean by that? God is good. You can know it all you want, 
But until you have to pick up that cross that you can't carry, and He carries you and the cross, then you know. You see, I'm not trying to prop up Kobe as some saint, but I'm trying to show that this is a broken man who allowed Jesus to be victorious in him and was able to save his marriage. And so my brothers and sisters, this Lent, I invite you to go into the desert, but to go into the desert, letting go of your fig leaves, letting go of these false masks, false identities, false ways of living, and allow Jesus to carry your cross with you, the ones that you cannot carry or the ones that you are afraid to carry on your own. Because if you let Jesus be with you in the desert this Lent, then He will be able to be victorious in you.